Luke chapter 9, verse 32. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his glory, and the two men that stood with him. And it came to pass, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. When a person is in a sleepy spiritual state, one of the first things he does is that he builds monuments around the spiritual encounters of other people. Peter, one of those who was heavy with sleep all through the encounter on the Mount of Transfiguration, a man who knew nothing, I mean absolutely nothing about how the spiritual process was initiated. He was the one who proposed that tabernacles be built for the heavenly visitors and for our Lord Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, it is a dangerous thing to build monuments around the spiritual encounters of other people encounters that you did not experience. For many of the fathers of faith had profound, genuine, genuine encounters with God in their days. But generations and generations after them have built monuments and tabernacles around those spiritual encounters. Supernatural encounters loses their meaning when monuments are built around them. For great outpourings and revivals in time past have been suddenly terminated as a result of carnal monuments and fleshly tabernacles built around them. Only once, once it was recorded in scripture that Elisha used the mantle that fell from Elijah his father. For when he sent Gehazi his servant to raise the son of the Shunammite woman back to life, in 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 31, he did not pass on the mantle he inherited from Elijah to Gehazi his servant. Rather, he gave him his own staff to lay on the child and call him back to life. Elisha did not build a monument around his own staff either, for he must need stretch himself twice on the child to bring him back to life. People of God, spiritual encounters of men and women who have gone ahead of us are examples and patterns meant to provoke us into a place of waiting on God until we can also testify of a personal encounter with God. For the things written aforetime were written for our own learning. According to Romans chapter 15 verse 4, that we through the comfort of the scripture we might have hope. When Peter had the visitation of fire on the day of Pentecost, he did not seek to build tabernacles in the upper room. 
he rather went to the city center preaching Jesus with all boldness and preaching Jesus and him crucified. For then he was fully awake and consciously waiting for the promise of the Father. Secondly, in a spiritual sleepy state or in a sleepy spiritual state, just enough is good enough. Tell me, can the glory on the mountaintop be compared to the glory of heaven? Why should a man seek to be eternally confined to the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah, with Moses, and with the Son of Man, when there is a place called Mount Zion, the city of God, described in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22? In a sleepy state, Peter could not recognize that there were deeper realms of God. What he saw on the mountaintop gave him a good feeling. And for him, the good feeling was good enough. Dearly beloved, why not desire the deeper things of God? For every spiritual encounter is a spiritual setup to attract you, to woo you into the deeper place, the deeper realms of God. As for Paul the Apostle, he was never satisfied, never satisfied. For in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, he said that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Thirdly, in a sleepy state, in a sleepy spiritual state, a man lacks spiritual understanding. For heaven's response to Peter's proposal on the mountain was very simple. He knoweth not what he said. He knoweth not what he was saying. Of course, we have such leaders, such elders, such deacons, such Christians in our churches today. For they suddenly wake up from their sleep and slumber and instantly begin to suggest how to micromanage the move of the Spirit. A man in a state of sleep and slumber may speak many nice and lofty words and appeal to his hearers, but from heaven's perspective, he knoweth not what is yet. When one is in such a sleepy spiritual state, spiritual encounters are wasted, opportunities are lost, and understanding of serious spiritual things is at its lowest point. For Peter missed the opportunity to get the first-hand information of how the Red Sea was parted into two from Moses on that fateful day. He lost the opportunity to hear the testimony of how fire came down from heaven to consume the sacrifice on Mount Camel directly from Elijah because he was heavy with sleep and he knew not what he was saying. Dearly beloved, a sleepy spiritual state is much, much more costly than you can imagine. I challenge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to rise, to awake. For Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 says, Awake thou that sleepest, for Christ will give you light.
thank you father this morning yet again for your word blow through the caverns of our soul and awaken us unto righteousness i